You're listening to Comedy Central. December 16, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. tonight is on the hit TV show Billions and now he's got a brand new stand-up comedy special on HBO. Dan Soda is gonna be joining us, everybody. (laughs) Also on tonight's episode, the British election is coming for America. Penises are washing onto the beach (laughs) and Jordan Klepper is back and at a Trump rally to finger the pulse. So let's catch up on today's headlines. Let's kick it off with some exciting news from the world of black girl magic. History being made after the new Miss World crowned over the weekend. Watch this. Miss World 2019 is... Jamaica won the top honor at the Miss World contest on Saturday. Her win means five black women now hold the world's top pageant titles. That is a historic first. Wow. That is so amazing. Five black women all wearing crowns. Six women if you count Meghan Markle. Hashtag winning. (laughs) And I'm particularly excited because Miss Universe is from South Africa. Yeah, which is great. Which is great, because I'm South African, so that technically means I'm in line for the throne. That's what that means. Yeah, if she quits, I get to be in charge of the universe. That's how this whole thing works. I also love how in pageants, they make the contestants stand next to each other, so you have to be happy for the person who just beat you, right, because everybody's watching. I actually think that's how they should announce the winner of presidential elections from now on. Yeah, you should have both of them on stage at the same time. And then Steve Harvey gives the results, and then they have to be excited for each other. Oh, my God, Bernie, congrats. You deserve it. You're so beautiful. It's like, uh, you also could have won, Donald. And as a socialist, I'm sharing my crown with all the other contestants. (laughs) All right, moving on. Every year, the Hallmark Channel releases its famous Christmas movie lineup as a reminder that the Hallmark Channel exists. But this year, they've also decided to release some controversy. This morning, the Hallmark Channel reversing course and apologizing after its decision to pull a wedding ad that featured a gay couple kissing. Do you think Zola could have made planning your perfect wedding easier? We do. The controversy began after the conservative group, One Million Moms, petitioned the network to reconsider airing commercials with same-sex couples. The Hallmark Channel initially agreed to remove the ads. Oh, it's on. But the move sparked a social media fury, including calls for a boycott. But overnight, Hallmark backing away from the decision, apologizing in a statement, writing in part, this was the wrong decision. Come on, in 2019, really? A conservative group complained because of an ad that showed two women kissing? What are you getting mad for? They're kissing at their wedding. It's the last time they'll ever kiss. Relax. Also, clearly Hallmark doesn't believe in anything because first they apologize to the conservative group and then they apologize for pulling the ad. 
Now they're in trouble with everybody. Although it's the perfect situation for their new line of cards, I'm sorry for saying sorry to the person I wasn't supposed to say sorry to. <laughs> really smart. And also, why does Hallmark even have a channel? Like, it's an aisle in CVS. <laughs> you don't see a toilet paper channel, huh? Where it's just like heartfelt movies that take place entirely in bathrooms. <laughs> Baby, I love you. But right now, I, I just gotta take a dump. <laughs> All right, let's move on. If you go to the beach, what's the one thing you're terrified of? It's probably seeing an old man naked, right? <laughs> well, take away the old man, but now leave the penis. Rather phallic fish have been found by the thousands in California. Their name is about as weird as their image. They're called fat innkeeper worms. Some think that maybe a storm pushed them to the shore. At first sight, it kind of looks like a cargo ship of sausages tipped over or something. Well, well, well. Looks like the little mermaid had quite the bachelorette party. For real though, it's like the ocean is sending us dick pics. What was that? And like, I don't even know. I didn't, like, I didn't know that there were penis fish. I don't know about you. <laughs> Although now I finally understand why Rose pushed Jack off the door in the Titanic. She was like, you know what? I'll be fine on my own. Just go, just go, just go. Now, it, it actually turns out the real name of this creature is the innkeeper worm. That's what it is. And I just gotta say kudos to the scientists who came up with that name. Cause it takes a lot of maturity to look at that <laughs> and be like, uh, what should we call it? Um, innkeeper worm? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go with innkeeper. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah, innkeeper. <laughs> All right, and finally, speaking of dicks, a football game this weekend that took a very wrong turn. U.S. military officials are investigating a troubling incident from yesterday's Army-Navy football game after military students in the stands flashed what appeared to be symbols of hate. Blink and you might have missed it. Military students at yesterday's Army-Navy football game caught on ESPN flashing hand signals that have lately become hate symbols. Not once, not twice, but three times. Sparking outrage on social media, this symbol, commonly understood to mean okay, was appropriated by far-right groups. The handshape supposedly resembles the letters WP for white power. The ADL says far-right groups use it partly because it's so ambiguous, making it hard to understand whether the students knew what they were doing. Oh yeah, this is a really difficult one. Either these kids were pulling a racist sign or they were all trying to tell the cameraman that they are doing fine, who knows? <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, a few years ago, some alt-right trolls decided to turn the okay sign into their sign for white power because it looks like a W and a P, yeah. And they like it because when people call them out for it, they can say, what? No, I'm just doing the okay sign. But it's like, guys, we know what you're doing, right? Because they like do it like this or like this. It's like, come on, you're not okay. What is this? What is this? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if Hitler tried that when the allied forces were rolling into Berlin? Just like, LOL, guys, ha, I took the Hindu swastika and told you it was a Nazi thing and you fell for it. Ha, ha, ha. What a funny joke, yeah? Can I go home now, yeah? And these trolls chose the okay symbol to mean white power because it's everywhere. That's why they did it. But they could have appropriated anything. Like they could have used dabbing, you know? It could have been like, go back to Africa. It's that way. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing these white supremacists don't realize. The same way they took the okay sign and changed its meaning, other people can take that sign and turn it into something else, which is exactly what we did. For too long, we have hidden in our shame afraid of who we are, but no longer. 
Now we are men who are proud to say, yes, we have a weak penis. And with this hand sign that means weak penis, we are launching a weak penis movement to raise awareness that all of us have a weak penis. So if you are suffering from weak penis, join us by using the weak penis sign and let the world know we stand firmly together. Well, not firmly, but you get the idea. Let's move on to our top story. The British general election. Last week, British voters went to the polls for the third time in five years to cast their vote on who should rule the nation. And it turns out there's someone even more popular than the hot priest from Fleabag. Boris Johnson, the outspoken British Prime Minister, this morning enjoying a stunning re-election victory, delivering the largest Conservative Party landslide since Margaret Thatcher in 1987. It was the Brexit election, a bitter, angry campaign. Johnson winning over working-class voters in former industrial heartlands by promising to break Britain's Brexit deadlock. Damn, look at you, Boris, huh? Just driving through the wall like a British Kool-Aid man. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, apologies about the wall, but would you care for a spot of juice from inside my belly? <laughs> but yes, after running on a pro-Brexit platform, Boris Johnson has been easily re-elected as prime minister. And just by the way, I can never get over how the prime minister's house is just like on the street, <laughs> right? The queen lives in a palace where they perform the nutcracker every 30 minutes. <laughs> But the person who actually runs the country looks like he found out he just got the job at the last minute and had to grab an Airbnb. That's what that looks like. <laughs> so now that Boris has an overwhelming majority in parliament, it's widely expected that Brexit will finally move forward. In the meantime, though, people are saying that this election in the UK could have big implications right here in the United States. You have to go back to Thatcher in the 1980s for such a political earthquake, transforming Britain, shaking Europe, and perhaps, perhaps providing lessons for the general election in 2020. Two of President Trump's more moderate potential challengers appeared concerned. Joe Biden said, look what happens when the Labor Party moves so, so far to the left. And President Trump noted Johnson's win with its populist appeal could mean good things for him in 2020. I want to congratulate Boris Johnson on a terrific victory. I think that might be a harbinger of what's to come in our country. Ooh, did Trump just say harbinger? <laughs> Somebody got a word of the day calendar. What a crazy day. First, Kumail gets a six-pack, and now Donald Trump's using big words. It's the ultimate Monday motivation. I love it. <laughs> so, the big question now is, should the major defeat for liberals in the UK be a warning sign for Democrats in America's election? Well, here to debate this issue, we're joined now by our expert panel of experts, Ronnie Chang, Desi Lydic, Jabuki Young-White, and Michael Costa, everybody. <laughs> Let's start with you, Ronnie. What does Britain's election mean for America in 2020? What does it mean? I'll tell you what it means, Trevor. Nothing. This is Britain's election, not America's election, okay? Why does America make everything about America? The two things have nothing to do with each other. I mean, like, my neighbors get a divorce. Does that mean I'm gonna get a divorce? <laughs> no, it just means he found out I was banging his wife, okay? <laughs> to stop reading too much into it. It's an interesting point, Ronnie, uh, but, but Desi, as an American, would you agree with Ronnie's assessment? Trevor, my dumbass friend Ronnie is too much of a dumbass to get it. it 
historically, when Britain does something, America follows. Think about it. They made the office, then we made the office. They spoke American, now we speak American. They deported Pierce Morgan, then we deported Pierce Morgan. So. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if America follows Britain's lead in 2020. Well, thank you, Desi. Uh, Jabuki, as our social media expert, how do you read this? Because if you look at Twitter, it seemed like Boris Johnson was gonna lose. So are you surprised? (sighs) No, Trevor, I'm not surprised. Everything on social media is a lie. You know, there are people who will retweet you, DM you, ask to meet you at a bar, and then you're like, yeah, I mean, your profile pic is a 10. And then you meet them in real life at a well-lit gastropub, and it turns out he's disgusting. <laughs> like an eight, maybe even a seven. <laughs> and this is all hypothetical, of course. This is hypothetical. Okay, Jabuki, but what, what does this date have to do with the election? I'm sorry, did you hear what I said? <laughs> a seven out of 10, Trevor, 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 Trevor. May I cost-explain something to all of you, okay? <laughs> That's when Michael Costa perfectly explained something. Go ahead, Michael. Look, Trevor, I respect everyone on this panel, but I'm the only one here who earned a poli-sci degree online in 35 minutes, okay? So (laughs) this election was all about Brexit. The key to winning any election is Brexit. If you want to be president of the United States, you got to promise to get America out of the European Union. We got to get out of Europe, Trevor. But, but Costa, America's not in Europe. Sounds like someone's running for president. <laughs> this is an absolute waste of time. Jabuki, Costa, Desi, and Ron, everybody. We'll be right back. That's all horrible. Horrible. I, like, nothing makes sense. My guest tonight is an actor and a comedian. You know him from the Showtime series Billions, and he's got a new HBO comedy special called Son of a Gary. Dan Soda! Hey. Hi! Hey! Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Trevor. What a crazy journey this has been, not just for you, but for me as well. Like, a lot of people wouldn't know this about this unless I told them, but, um... Like, when I started doing comedy in America, one of the first places I started was at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. And that's where you were also, like... We were there almost every single night... Nightly. ...working jokes. Yeah. And now here you are on Showtime, like a hit series, and now you're, like, a full-time regular, and you got an HBO special. It's been an insane journey. Congrats. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> learn, to, learn to blackmail people. <laughs> learn to blackmail people, and you'll get all the jobs you want. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do some people get confused because they go like, wait, the guy from Showtime is doing comedy? Like, do people not know that you were in comedy first? At all, at all. I got the HBO special. HBO came and saw me at the Comedy Cellar. Right. They ran an hour, and then after the show, they were like, we're gonna, I think we're gonna give you an hour. And this guy's sitting there in a fleece vest, and he goes, you do comedy? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you're on Billions. I was like, yeah. And he goes, but you do comedy? And you wanna be like, <laughs> I just got the biggest thing in comedy. <laughs> I was just told I got an HBO special. This guy doesn't believe I do comedy. It was insane. The, I was uh, like, what world am I in? A lot of people love your special because, like, here's one thing I've liked about you. I've always loved that you are, uh, I mean, what some people would call an edgy comic, but you're not trying. You're not like, you're not, no, you know there's like, some comics who are like, I'm trying to make you hate me. I'm trying to say something yeah. edgy. This is who you are. 
Yeah, yeah, you're just going to hate me or not. I don't know. No, but I, I mean, yeah, you see, you see it's special. You you're not trying to be a jerk, no, are no, no, you? No, like, but, ah. but, yeah, but, you, but you're not, though. You don't come off as a jerk. You just come off as someone who sees the world in a certain way. Like, for instance, talking about your life growing yeah. up, like, yeah. like smoking as a kid, saying that you are white trash. I mean, that's, that's yeah. like, not a lot of people would even say that. I think people should cop to it more, and then you would understand where they're coming from. I love Frito's original. That lets you know a lot about me. <laughs> I love a nice old bag of Fritos scoops. Uh, but it is, it's like, you know, what's funny is um, you put out a special this year, I put out a special. The right. titles, so similar, yet completely different in meanings. That's, I saw that, because mine is Son of Patricia, named after my mom. On Netflix, right. which you can stream but then, now. But then yours is called Son of A, Gary. That A is the biggest difference in the world. <laughs> because Son of Patricia, awesome. What a, what a lovely homage to your mother. Right. Almost like a Game of Thrones title. Yes, that's what it is. You're like, son of Patricia, yes. bringer of laughs. That's it, that's it. I like that. That's yeah. it, yeah. Mine's like son of a Gary, and it's like, I'm here even though I had that awful of a father. <laughs> Mine's like, you real son of a Gary. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice way. Let's flip, there's, there's dudes out there that are dicks that need credit. So my dad, yeah. This is interesting because, like, you, you, you talk about things in the special that a lot of people would be like, man, that is so painful, but it's one of the funniest specials around. You talk about your dad, who passed away as well. Yeah, and yeah. And then some people would be like, you can't make jokes about that. That's not funny. How can you talk about death? The people that always make that jokes then say that, and then they go and call their dad. You know, they're like, you shouldn't talk about your father being dead. Dad, where's my rent? And it's like, <laughs> how, are you, how are you telling me what I can and cannot joke about? Right. That's the thing about comedy. What I love is there's, there's so much variety out there, but you can really, in comedy, find the thing that you want to joke around about right. and yeah. make fun of in a way that that's what keeps you honest. And it's right. always the survival technique has been, well, let me make fun of the darkest thing in my life because then it just alleviates that pressure a little bit. As a comedian, though, do you ever look back on your comedy? I know this happens to me, but like a lot of the time with comedians, we have this, this thing that started, especially with like online culture now. Sure. Not even like tweets and stuff, like, like websites where they're trying to find something. They'll go back on a joke from like 15, 20 years and yeah. then they'll be like, Dan, you said this 20 years ago. Yeah, and then I just cue up the part where I say I'm white trash. And I'm like, what's up? <laughs> Proof's in the pudding, buddy. I've been, <laughs> I've been who I've been. My favorite one is the criticisms I've gotten on this. It's been overwhelming how, how great uh, all the compliments I've gotten yeah. from the special coming out. But the one criticism that I got that was so funny was the guy was like, you look like you have small hands. And that was the only tweet. And I was like, yeah, you know, I had a uh, procedure done in Brazil to shrink my hands. <laughs> What a yeah. weird thing just to watch a whole hour of comedy and be like, and that's, that's the, the guy's one hands thing tiny. you focus on is the yeah. hands? And I got paws, dude. See me on the basketball court. <laughs> I will swat you. Uh, here's, here's the thing I want to know about you and online. You don't seem to take it seriously. And I've noticed that you, you, you're, like, not online anymore. You uh, are, but you're not. Oh, it's the best. I'm living in 2007, baby. <laughs> no, I, but really, I want to know, like, did you, did you delete your things or did you... Because sometimes I'll see, like, a post about what you're doing. Yeah. Right, where you're going to be performing at a club, at a show. But then I don't see you, like, commenting anymore. I don't see... Like, Done. I'm off it. I'm off it. I, um, I took Twitter off my phone in October of 2018, and it was the greatest thing I ever did in my life. And I recently took Instagram off. And then I... By the way, these companies are like, don't listen to this man! Do not listen to this man! Uh, it just started making me feel like, um, like, a, like motion sick, but it, while I was standing still. Right. I would have these um, incredible experiences that would be ruined... Like, my girlfriend and I would be at this awesome thing, and then all of a sudden look down and be like, Dan Soder never made me laugh. And you're like, I want to fight you. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not enjoying the thing because I'm looking at Trent 
in Iowa who's got like a bulldog for his profile picture. And I'm like, why do you hate me? It was just ruining so much stuff that I was like, once I took it off, now I check when I'm at home on my computer or I'll download Instagram, upload something and then delete it off my phone. And then to be like, oh, you know what I'm doing now? Checking my emails a lot. So that's where I need to send the hate. I'm a nerd. Yeah. That's where I've got to send those. Send it on email. Dear Dad, yeah. you've never made me I'm laugh. Like, I'm like, T.Noah is persistent <laughs> at Hotmail? No, man, that's one thing I would never say about you. Truly, you, I've always said this to you off camera, on camera, wherever. You are one of the funniest human beings I know. Oh, thanks. This is one of the funniest specials I've seen. Thank you so much for Dude, being on the Trevor, show. Thanks so much. I hope everybody watches it. It's currently available on HBO Go and HBO Now. You want to check it out. Dan Soda, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.